Has forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Wow. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you! Welcome to The Take, Season 3, Episode 5. I reckon, do I need to change the start? No. Am I getting, you like that? I don't mind it. I'm, I need to give it People a People just need punch. to understand. What episode it is. Yeah. I'm going to give it more punch. Because I, I, I need to understand, because I forget a lot. You forget so much. <laughs> uh, Rain, William, I'm sick of it. We're actually filming in a new spot today, yeah. and, uh, and it's quite wet. I'm looking out over the and rain and thinking, is it ever going to stop? How do we go from, was it Monday? It was like 26 degrees. It was nice. How are the races? Yeah, um, Matty Hill does a really great job, like um, events company. Uh, so we invited myself, Phil War, Heine to the Doncaster. And uh, I think it was in the members. I haven't really been to the members at, um, at Randwick. So he, he set it up really good. I didn't really have to do anything, but um, just have a few beers with some punters, which you don't really have to pay me for. But that is, thanks, Maddie. <laughs> that is genuinely your best skill. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I didn't win. I, I'm not a really, um, I'm not a massive punter. You know that, and I'm not really good at it. But you did give me some good tips, and I didn't get on them. Yeah. Well, and you did send me a fairly abusive, abusive one, yeah, audio you message. Said you're fucking hopeless. It was worse than that. It was quite hurtful, actually. I was sitting <laughs> trying to enjoy my day and I was getting abused. Did you get on those horses? Did you get on? I actually, you know what? I, yeah, I had a shocker on the weekend. Um, I know it will surprise everyone who are long-term listeners of the show that my bets didn't go particularly well, but uh, anyway, there you like go. Like you didn't back your own tips? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. Because I think out of like just the eight that you gave me, like four won. Yeah, they did. And yep. you did not back one? No, I backed one of them. I backed one of them. And the other three, I just thought I was too smart Same. for. Same. I tried to do that as well. <laughs> just, I don't know why. I, I can't bet on favourites. I'm like, I want, I want something that's paying like at least $10 plus. $100. I'm going to back the $100 one. And all I did was like, oh, it's raining. Anything that's ever run well in the wet, I'm just going to back that. And let me tell you, as a theory, that failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Not good. Uh, last night. I'm just going to mention quickly, there's been a lot of boxing on, but yeah. Garside last night trains at the Mighty with the Mighty Trent Langlands, yeah. and he looked sharp. He's been, like, he's been working really closely with, um, with the great Trent Langlands. He's, just, he's on another level, man. Like he is, um, I've been doing a little bit of work with him, uh, Sonny Bill and Rennie Mature, but like I've been watching the stuff that he's been doing with Garside, and just his amount of power and explosiveness has just gone to another level because Chang... I don't know what he's doing, what, what he's studying. He's just like, he's, he's taking like Brenton Avdala, all these jockeys and boxers to, to, just to another level. He's just, he studies the body. He's, he's obsessed with movement and, you know, it's paying dividends because like these guys that, the guys that he, uh, he's training, they're like, they're world-class. They're, they're, they're amazing and they've improved so much. That's all he wants to see is improvement. And he's one of the, you know, he's one of the hardest workers. So I, good on you, I Chang. Remember, good on your gar side. I remember Chang and I watching... Uh, Vasily Lomachenko fight like 10 years ago yeah. and Chang just became obsessed with I mean he was boxing at that stage but I'll tell you what there was a lot of Lomachenko in Garside and the way he was moving yeah. last night so congratulations Aussie Harry and shout out to um, the Sims sister I didn't even know they had another sister uh, Tarek and um, that's his wife was it his wife it's Tarek's wife yeah 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 what yep. a machine. She's I know a, her. Like, she's a beast. I yeah. thought it was his sister. Nah. Oh, my God. I didn't How know she was, was going to fight. That was a good fight. 
Wow, what a machine. Full, well full done. To both oh, was it a draw? It was a majority oh, draw. That sucks. Well, it's four rounds and it's three. You'd think like Someone three make a or fucking judgment, eh? Three right. or five. Like, I don't know. Well, I don't get that, it. Obviously, it's you, you work so hard for that shit, and it's just like, oh, it's a draw. It's like doing a best of two in rock, scissors, paper. Yeah. Makes no sense. No. Even though I'd beat you 2 0. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get straight away to. And look, this is a. This is. I understand this is a tough one for you because obviously you are. Everyone is aware that you are um, working with the Bulldogs at the moment. Now, I'm going to start with this because I don't want you to feel like you have to say things or whatever. I'm just going to say that the treatment of Kyle Flanagan in the last 48 hours and the treatment of Trent Barrett and the decisions that this club have made has been nothing short of horrific. I cannot believe that they have singled out a bloke who has been out of first grade for a while, has played a number of games of first grade at a number of different clubs and they're acting like he's a four-year-old about to go out and get bashed in the playground. I just cannot understand how you can put this level of like shit on a bloke who is a professional footballer who has been recalled because they haven't been going that well in the halves and all of a sudden rather than being excited about it, he's basically told he's not up to it and he shouldn't be playing Penrith. Now, William, I know that you're probably a little bit sort of – hamstrung in what you can say but let's focus on the attacks rather than the facts Mm. why would or how is it acceptable for journalists to be taking this stance and saying that basically Trent Barrett is incompetent because he's picked a bloke who is a professional footballer to pay in his chosen position yeah good points um I really don't understand the whole the whole story as you said like he's he's 23 years old he's played 43 games at three different clubs He's a he's a genuine seven. Um, they had an awful year last year, so they've got um, a number of number sevens, and they're just trying to figure out who can complement Burton the best. Let's just like let's just get over the fact that they think that they're they're throwing him to the wolves. It's fucking Penrith, and it's an NRL game. He's a twenty four year old man. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not. He's not 18, and you're throwing him into Origin. This is an NRL club game. What do you think Penrith are? Penrith's just a Penrith are the best team in the comp. But it's not like they're a bunch of savages that are going to just destroy this kid. This kid's just been, he's been out of the loop for a little bit. They keep saying that he hasn't had any reps with, um, you know, with first grade or anything like that. I've been at first grade training all last year and this year like he's had reps with the first side mostly with reserve grade but but at, when Avarillo wasn't there he was playing in the first grade in the first grade team so I'm not sure where they're getting their mail from but it's it's totally wrong but he it's, has he has had reps with the with the NRL side and like let's just like this is NRL football it's just like who cares what sort of combination do you want him to build up with Burton like you know, it's not your traditional seven and six where they just, you know, like Burton sits on the left side of the field. Flanagan just needs to control the control the forwards, get to a kick, make his tackles, and just play like a boss out there. He needs to just he needs to get his forwards going forward. He needs to organise stuff, and that's what he's good at. We're not asking him to just go out there and just absolutely carve Penrith up. Just play football, play basic football, play to your strengths because the kid can play. The kid was always used to structure his whole career and now like the game has changed where you've got to play eyes up football and you need to attack when you with whatever you see in front of you so like I think he's I think he's he's evolved as a player this I spoke to him on Sunday I said look 
kid, like this is the first bit of adversity that you've ever gone through in your career. This will show how much character you've got. You know, like he's had a dream run all through his juniors into the into first grade, into all these making all these rep teams. Then all of a sudden he's being dropped, and it showed and it showed character. What he what don't they what don't they put put all these points out? Showed character for him getting dropped and not dropping his head and and working harder on his game, so he's got himself back into first grade. Like that's that's why I look at it. And you're not playing against. I'm I'm not scared of Penrith if I'm if I'm him. I'm looking forward to it. Give me the biggest test. When's the right time to put this kid in? When we play the fucking Tigers or or some other lower grade? It's still NRL. Why are we acting like like the Panthers is is like Queensland in in 2012? Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Like you know he hasn't had like time to to to, to um have a combination with Burton. What do you want him to fucking do? Got to pass the ball to each other. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> he can pass, he can kick, he can play the game. This is not difficult for, for Flano and for those guys to come in and, and just make some sort of combination because all he needs to do is control the forwards, control the ruck, the tempo of the game, get to his kick and make his tackles. That's it. They're not asking anything else and take a little bit of pressure off Burton. But it's not like the old days when the seven and six used to attack on, the both, attack on both sides and all this kind of stuff. Like Burton is, struck, is stuck on that left side. So he needs to control the right side. He needs to control his forwards. It's not a, it's not a hard game plan for this kid. So if I'm, if I'm Flano, I've spoken to him all week. He's excited as hell. I says, get, don't, don't listen to all this shit that's on TV. You know, Gordy said it the best last night. He's just like, fuck, he's a, he's a football player. Get out there and just play. He'll be licking his lips, trying to play against the best team, arguably the best seven in the comp. Bring it on. And it's fair, it's fair to say as well, two things. We've spoken before about how modern players, things go wrong and they straight away look for an out. They have a fallout with the coach. They don't get – they get dropped. They they look for someone else to pick them up because they, they throw the toys out of the pram. Now, now, Kyle Flanagan got dropped from – basically kicked out – not kicked out of the Roosters, but they, they moved him on. They didn't think he was the right fit there. He's come to Canterbury. He played a few games last year and then he got resold into the Reggies. And now he's back. And I think it's a good story. It's it, someone it's all, who's and, had and a crack. It's, and it's all about, like, it's not he's on field. There's a little bit of off field what happened with the Roosters and, and what happens at the Dogs. You've got to fit into that culture. And you've got to buy into the culture. And he has. Because he has the ability to be our seven for the rest of the year and the rest of his contract if he lives up to it and his potential. And as if he doesn't want to do that, like he's been sitting in Reggie's for the whole year. He hasn't got that many first team reps, but he has got a few. Now it's his turn. Like we've the other sevens, Avarillo's not a natural seven. The other kid, Wakeham's. you know, Wakeham, He's you, had know, a go. you know, like they're not they're not up to it. These kids, th- those other two aren't up to it. You know what I mean? Like so, he's the next man up. What else do you want Baz to do? Stick with Wakeham? Stick with Avarillo? It's not working. Even though everyone's gone, you had three halves in five weeks. Fucking who cares? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like every, the next man up mentality and Flano out of all those halfbacks has probably got the most talent because he's a natural halfback. And let's let's be honest, I mean, without giving away trade secrets, it's not like in a club, first grade and reserve grade play completely different styles of football. You know what I mean? It's not like he's going to come in and go, oh, what's, I don't know what's going on. I don't know on. what Burton's doing. What's, hey, just pass him the ball. It's not hard. Like he can catch, he can pass, he can play football. He knows what's going on. I don't, this is where the... The whole uh, 360 were just going. He has no. He hasn't had any time with Burton. Shut up, Reedy and like PK and all that. Like, who gives a shit? 
He obviously never played the game before. Like, you don't know what's going on. Crawley and all these blokes. He needs time with Burton. To do what? Go and have a coffee and watch some fucking video. Pass the ball to each other before a game. You'd be fine. And honestly, if you look at, if someone, just say there's a long term, like look at Sean O'Sullivan, for example. Like yeah. he, he was a genius for Penrith when Cleary was out. He, he's never, ever going to be picked in first grade ahead of Nathan Cleary. No. Right? So ultimately, these blokes will come in and do a job. I just think it's been, it has been, from my perspective, it's the biggest beat up the pylon has been understand. disgusting. And that's and what I, these journos understand. It's like they go on to imagine and they, it's like they on, on purpose try and get coaches sacked. Like, if you've got the balls to sit there and be on a desk and just bag the shit out of coaches, go and fucking coach yourself. Well, there is a rumour that it's, it's they're trying to push a certain coach's barrow, but uh, we'll leave that alone for now. Yeah, they're always an agenda. Trust agenda. me. Always got an agenda, those blokes. Just leave the game alone. Let the poor kid play. And then stop trying to sack coaches. They sack themselves eventually, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Payne Haas. He has had a whoopsie again. It's not even a big whoopsie. We talked about it last week. Now it looks like reactive NRL is going to come in and he's going to get a week or two and Albert Kelly's going to get a week or two. Is that when they go through court, I heard? Um, they've got to wait for the for the ruling or is it the NRL? No, they're not going is to the NRL, um, this, this is the NRL. So Haas and Kelly, that, it's a little push and shove, a little love tap, no, and I've, now they're going to get a... If I had seen some blokes in our team, if there was any videos around, geez, people have got suspended every week. There's knee fights nearly every training session. What's the difference between... Um, Jacob Host and... Uh, yeah. Oh, because it's, it's, it's in a public forum. Fucking, who cares? So was the other one. It was filmed by... Who the hell? What's, what sort of... Piece dirt of bag. shit dirtbag is filming that stuff and just trying to put it in. They're trying to get two kids in trouble. It was not a punch thrown. Like Albert Pelly was just probably, he was drunk. Payne Haas was sober. Don't stand on my fucking shoes. And he got dealt with. Yeah. Like it's, it's Cheeky little simple, halfbacks. Yeah. Like Gordy said it all the time. Gordy said last night, he goes, mate, I'd never wear anything new around Kevy or, or Alfie. They just stand on them. Yeah. That's what cheeky little halfbacks do. And I just don't think it's a big deal, but it's 2022 and everything's a frigging big deal. So. I don't know. I don't think they deserve any any suspension, but it's just the way it is. Haas is being penalised because of previous indiscretions. And ultimately, I I look at that and I go, is it really – like, did he really do that much? It's like you've – you know, I wouldn't stand on your shoes because you'd whack me. You love your shoes. Shoe grab shoes. You're bloody obsessed with them. You're carrying on. You and – I'll hook you up with some more shoes. I think he he got his shoes from shoe grab. He's been filthy. Jay, Jay. Jay would have been filthy. But I don't know. Just little petty things like that. Some things like that piss people off because people love their shoes right now. Hey, Z, you step on someone's new Jays or Yeezys, man, you expect that shit. You if, you, I mean? like, if you step on my thongs, I will well, you will have no Smith. shoes on, so I like... <laughs> I will Smith Lucky, lucky Will didn't Will Smith him, just slapped the shit out of him. He kind of did. That. You, oh, well, That's good. I don't Except. think Albert Kelly would have given the shit. He would have went to bed, woke up and went, damn, how's your shoes? You know what I mean? I just would have said something <laughs> smart. And like, you know, like, just like when you buy your shoes, you, everyone takes takes pride in how they look and, you know, stand on someone's shoes, you get slapped. If if Payne Haas went up on the Oscars stage and slapped Chris Rock open-handed, I don't think Chris Rock would have stood there he still. He would have been out of the studio. Out. Uh, <laughs> all right, and there's a bit of trouble in Newcastle paradise. Not yeah. really trouble. It's it's one of those things. So, Kalen Ponga has met with Wayne Bennett, which it's no secret that the Dolphins are chasing Kalen yeah. Ponga. Um, they are well within their rights to talk with him. Um, it's probably a bad lot. Like it's a bad look after the Knights put in a, a, a 
you know, a below average performance and Ponga wasn't that involved. But ultimately, him having a bad game doesn't change the fact that he is well within his rights to talk yeah. to another club. So Joey's got a bit I know Joey's upset. had a fair – I know Joey is – he bleeds blue and red. You know what I mean? He's Newcastle through and through. He's the greatest player to ever play for the Knights and he's just upset. So he should be. But I blame Newcastle on how they set that contract out. They said that he can he can renegotiate around about this time. So if they said you can't you can't negotiate until the preseason, then he wouldn't negotiate in the preseason. So he's working within his rights to do what what is what what he can do within that contract. So like they they stuffed up. So he can he can renegotiate around about this time. So he's just doing what he's doing. He's looking after himself. And I understand from Joey's point of view, it's not a good look. You know, um, I understand totally if you're a Newcastle boy and if you – I know what Newcastle people are like. They'll be highly disappointed in um, in Caelan. But he's well within his rights to do what he to do what he did. So um, I'll be blaming Newcastle management for that, not Ponga. But, you know, when you're losing, everything seems to be heightened. Big time, times a hundred. And you um, know what happens? Ponga comes out and re-signs with Newcastle, and everyone forgets about this in a week. Yeah, oh, I mean, look, I, because he lost, because they lost, and, eighteen nil, and he wasn't at his best. Don't expect Ponga to be at his best until probably close to Origin or after Origin. Just come back from a full shoulder reconstruction. You can't tell me that he. You can't go into tackles like full on. You know what I mean? Like you can tell he's a little bit hesitant. Give the kid some time. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's terrible how they just you know because because he's such a high talent. And they expect brilliant things from him. Like last year, I think he had a great year, but um, you know, like this year, it's going to take a, take a little bit for him to to, to gel with um, you know those two new young spine. two young halves and the nine. There's a new nine there. I mean, uh, Braley's out for the year, so it's going to take a minute. Like, give him some time. Like uh, the kid's got uh, like supreme talent. You just got to be you got to be patient with him. And you know, I'm pretty sure that he's going to sign with the Knights. And one, so let's just. Like get over it. But I understand with Joey. Joey's got every right to say what the hell he wants about Newcastle, especially when it comes to Newcastle. So if he's pissed off at you, I'll be going to him straight away and just say and just just bury the hatchet with with Joey. Just I, say, look, yeah, I didn't I, I didn't mean it. I just you know like the, the meeting was organised months ago, and I just had to go down. You don't want to let Wayne down. No. And interestingly, that you know the, the press have called it a feud. I read what Wayne Bennett said. Not once did he mention Andrew Johns by name because he's too smart. And so then they look at it and they go, well, he's talking to – well, how do you know? He could have been talking about me. Yeah, I think he was. Most people hate me. Last but not least, William, let's just have a quick talk about the rule changes. So there's been another rule change on the fly where – I don't want to go into this too much, but people forget Peter Volandis was signed – for a specific reason, right? Mm. And Peter Volandis is all about product. Yep. That's what he's about. So he says he loves rug, rugby league, but you know, ultimately, what he's designed to do is to is to get more people watching it, get more sponsorship in, more you know. And so, from his perspective, it's all about the product, isn't it? It's the product. It was the same with horse racing. He took on Melbourne with the horse racing, and, and he came out in front. Now, people are saying, "Oh, Peter Volandis is getting too involved," but that's what you're signing for. That's why they kept. All of the um, the game alive during COVID, in you know, two yep. years ago, because of Peter Volandis. People forget now. They're like, "Oh, stay out of it, Peter Volandis." Well, you can't have it both ways. No. So he's seen a problem, and he's the sort of bait that comes in and tries to fix it. Whether it's right or wrong, that's not the point. It's but hard to, I mean, look at look at last year. Everyone loved that, that attacking football, but then like the the purist goes terrible. 
it's too much too much attack it's easy you know like all this kind of stuff so then this year where the defense is really good and like and they have set plays and oh no they're slowing to play the ball down too much i mean it's a fine line i understand that they are slowing to play the ball down on purpose but remember like my, how i actually thought that rule was portrayed yeah 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 like i think if you just say coming out of your 40 if you do something um you know against the rules it's a penalty get the kick for touch and then if you get into their 40 which i thought was the rule and if you give away a penalty and if you give away uh, sets of six like that's a penalty straight away because mm. as i said like what if it's six all and you uh just say the rules are right now you're just going to give away a set of six set of six set of six back your set back your defense especially if you're if you're melbourne or penrith or or one of those high you know great defensive teams you're going to back yourself against like lower lower teams do you know what i mean so i just think Needs, I think they need to maybe make that sort of change or start, start sending people to the bin and because they know, you know, send, getting sent to the bin is about 10 points. So it's going to cost you somehow, but they really need to do something about it because I was watching the game on the weekend, the Bulldogs and Storm, and I was just like, damn, like the, the Storm was back to their old tricks. You know what yeah. I mean? And a lot of teams are trying to get three in. They're trying to like, they're trying to disguise a lot of things where I'm looking at it going, damn, it's like a five, six, seven second play the ball where they're trying to get rid of that. They want quick play the balls. They want more attacking football. So there, there should be a rule. I think there should be a rule change because, as I said all the time, the players will figure out a way to get around those rules. Of course they will. You know what I mean? Like it's not, you know, it's, it's the easiest part to defend is on your line because you go up another, you know, go up another five, 10%. So you back yourself, especially if you have a great defensive system. Well, interestingly, on the I think it was the weekend, and um, sorry, and it and it favours the best defensive systems. Of course, it does. So Melbourne, South, um, Penrith, uh, like I'm, I'm not sure you know, who else is Parramatta. Like this, it's going to favour those guys because they they back their they back their defence. You know, when then all the other the lower sides aren't really going to do that because they can't really score that many points. Yeah, that's true. You know and what I, I mean, so I, I think they need they need to. To um to make some sort of change, whether With whether it's set, sorry, buddy, sorry, either four times. You send just, just trying to get it <laughs> fucking off my chest. They just need to do something about it. Like you can't let this go because the players will take advantage of it. And there's like five or six second play the balls. It's too long. Yeah, go. Can I speak now? Captain's challenge. And uh, <laughs> so Damien Cook, there was a little knock on or something, and then Damien Cook on the next play, because you can only do it in break of play, holds down the player so they give a penalty, and then they go back and do the challenge. So there's little things like that yeah. where players are smart. Mate, and you get You're taught, not. You weren't. <laughs> you get taught that. Those rules weren't. They, those rules weren't there. Otherwise, I would have been doing everything. Well, well, well. There are some. Terrific, terrific game. I feel like the when the commentators, it's like 36-2 and they're like, oh, they can still come back. No, they can't. Mm, shut up. They cannot come back. So there's some really good games <laughs> this week. Uh, this one's a good one. The Knights against the Sea Eagles. What about poor old Tom Trebojevic? That sucks. Just hitting his straps as well. I just, and I think it's just bad. It's, a bad. it's bad for the game because I love watching Turbo play. He's a freak. Um, and Manly just can't win without him. Simple. What do you reckon it is with Trebojevic? Like, I know he had problems with his hamstrings and they, they, they seem to have fixed those problems, but he's just so, like, gangly. And he's very long he's and long he's got a lot of, lot of target. You know, people hitting his hips, people hitting his knees. They're all coming in. Like, there's about three people trying to tackle him all the time. So, he, um, you know, he's going to – he expected that sort of um, – attention all year so he, he he was just coming out of it and playing some good football now he's going to probably miss four weeks hopefully not hopefully not that long but rest up kid he's played a lot of football 
Um, but yeah, I think it just sucks because I just love watching the kid play. He just carves. So do you reckon, honestly, with without him, Knights are specials here? I think the Knights would be good. I think Pong will come out and, and just shut everyone up. Hopefully he gets back to his best football. And um, yeah, Knights aren't far off. That was a pretty awful um, performance against um, Cronulla. But Cronulla, give credit to Cronulla. Cronulla are, good Cronulla are playing unbelievable. Yeah. That's Craig Fitzgibbon all over. It is. They're playing some really good football. They're running hard. They're, they've got good depth, and everyone's hit, everyone's doing the doing their job. And they're defensive. They've you know they kept them to, to zero. So Newcastle is um, you know probably giving them a little bit of a shock because I thought they were really strong the first three games, and then Penrith I, th- I thought they were strong for the for forty minutes with with twelve men, and then they just you know they come up against a, a pretty good shark side. It is a good shark side. Yeah. Um, Hopefully everyone gets out there. I don't know. Is it wet up in New? Because we're running everywhere. It's but down the Newy people still come out in in droves yeah. anyway. So. And it's and it's it's one of those games where both these teams it goes back. You're going to have Big Chief in there. You're going to have Joey. All the players that you know going back to the '97 Grand Final. So it's it means a hell of a lot to both these clubs. But um, yeah, up there at Newcastle, I'm, I'll be going for for Newcastle because I think they've got just a little bit more strike power. In my favourite time slot game. The Friday 6 p.m. It's good to see. I didn't, I didn't mind it last week because it was the Knights and um, Cronulla, right? That was a good game. That was a really good game. So but this, I, I this one, Warriors thing. and Cowboys. This I don't is, even want to talk about it. Well, that's but that's why they've put that in the 6 p.m. They've listened to us, and they've even though the draw's done like six months ago, they've listened to us. <laughs> they have listened to us, and they've changed it so that now this game gets put at the graveyard shift. So well done. <sighs> I mean, no, this could be, I mean, it could be a good game. I, I watch every game anyway, so I've got nothing to do at fucking 6 o'clock on a Friday. Um, Don't you? I do, but I, <laughs> I just choose not to. I'm 41 now. Long lunches. Growing up. Are you not going out today at all? No. No. Uh, all right, so Cowboys. The Cowboys smashed the Broncos, came out, got smashed by the Roosters. But that was always going to happen because Roosters, Roosters are like, they don't – they, they would have been so disappointed – you know, um, you know, Robbo would have really got him up for that game. So I'm not surprised, even though I did back the Cowboys because I just thought they were on a bit of a trying to get on a bit of a roll. But you know, that's that's the Roosters' system, and they're good. And um, you know, you're never going to see Teddy play a game like that against South for a long time. Lot rests. You always say it every week, but lot rests on Sean Johnson with this because they've got a good forward pack. The Warriors. There's no question about that. No one doubts that. If you've got front football, you need to do something with it. So, good luck. Cowboys are right. That'd be a good game. I like the Cowboys. I, you know, it's the thing with the Cowboys is you never know. Todd Payton's like the crazy professor that you just don't know what he's going to do. Like, all mm. of a sudden, he's going to play Jason Tamalolo 10 minutes at 5'8". And you're just like, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> anyway, good luck to him. Good luck to both of those teams. The oh, Broncos, the Broncos, $4.50 against the Roosters. That's... Ooh. Up there, that's a slap in the guts for that the Broncos is, fans. That is, I mean, the Broncos, they've got talent. Two from is two. Payne Haas, is Payne Haas playing? I don't know what's going on with that. Like, they've come out again, and as we said earlier, I don't know. I think, I don't know whether the suspension starts this week or next week. Henry, or, can you check that for us, please? I'm not sure, but, like, I think um, the Broncos have got a chance against the – I think the Broncos have a chance against every team. I think they have – they've got that mentality up there, and they've got a little bit of confidence, you know, their first two games. Um, they've been – and now they've lost two games – so it'll be um, it'll be up to the coach to get these guys up, and that's usually you know that's a pretty good game. When I was playing for the Roosters and Broncos, was always a big game. It's always a big game for the Bronx, vice versa. But the Roosters seem you know Victor Radley was sort of back. You know what I mean? He was playing some good football. 
Uh, Joseph Manu's playing outstanding. Har- you know, their leaders really stand up in big games, like Hargraves and all these all these guys, Takayaho, Crichton, Tupanua, Victor Radley. You know, Sam Walker's playing outstanding. Kiri's, you know, don't don't expect much from Kiri till you know round about mid-season. origin. Yeah, yeah, mid-season takes about eighteen months to get through through an ACL. So he just needs to be that ball distributor. You know, he's not really going to run that much. Just give the ball, give the ball to those outside backs, and make your tackles. I. The next game, the Raiders and the Storm. I love Ricky Stewart. Yeah. If they're if they're sacking every single coach on the planet, when do they start talking about sacking Ricky? They will never talk about that. Never ever. Is everyone terrified of That's him? That's why I talk about agendas, you know. That's always there's always something political bullshit. But Ricky Stewart's he's a great coach. He's a good coach. He's a great coach. Yeah. But um, you know, he doesn't have the cattle that he did in twenty nineteen. You know, he's lost a fair few players and they're still, you know, they're still in every game. Like, it's a Ricky Ricky Stewart coach team. They're always going to be tough. They're going to be brutal. You know, they've got a fair team, but, you know, Storm are, Storm are next level. I mean, I, I witnessed it last week and um, I'm not saying they're unbeatable Storm because I reckon we left about 20, 20 points on the table because we just didn't pull the trigger at the right time. But, you know, the Raiders, they'll, they'll be there. They'll, they'll, they'll be competing with the Storm the whole game. Storm just look like they've just started to get in that rhythm now where yeah. it's just they roll through games and, they, you know, they just they have that next gear where it gets tight and then the next thing you know, they've scored two tries, game over. So Yeah, so, so watching the game on the weekend, like, you know, I thought maybe at the halftime it should have been 12-6 or something like that. Shouldn't have been 18-0 when they scored right on half time. few deflections, few intercepts and, you know, um, next minute it's 22-0, uh, five minutes in the second half. And then you can't beat Melbourne at 22-0. No one's ever going to do that. So then they'll end up scoring a couple of good tries and they just end up just melting, just just wearing you down. You know what I mean? Like, But the Storm aren't as dominant as they were, which which is rightly so because they just don't have, you know, those star-studded um, players like they used to. But they're so well coached and their system and the culture of that club will just – Always let them always be in games. You know, there'll be rarely a game where they're going to get where they're getting beat. Like, even like Parramatta had to take it into overtime, hit the post, Ray Stone, get it. You know what I mean? A, yeah. de- a deflection. Everything's got to go your way. You need to play the perfect game to beat Melbourne. Was that your first time in the coach's box? For Canterbury, For Canterbury it was, Canterbury. yeah. You're I used to sit with uh, Wayne at Newcastle when I was suspended or something like that. He used to fall asleep. So it was a bit different. Are you a mock? Would you count yourself as a mock? Fuck no, he used to win all the you time. You need to, you know. Wayne Bennett's the best to sit with because, like, he just, like, I'm just me all the time. So I was just, like, fucking loud and getting excited. And I think I put Wayne to sleep. <laughs> I swear, he was just sitting there. I, I said, Wayne, are you watching the game? He said, oh, shit. Oh. And then you got a different, you know, different characters with, um, you know, Baz, who's really intense and he's, like, passionate and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't say shit in the box. I was just, like, sitting up the back and just watching. So it was good. No one could sleep. And I was, you know, like just, you know, it was different. You know, when you're playing, you know, when I was playing at the night still, when I was suspended, it's different. But now I'm like part of that sort of, you know, the coaching staff. So it's like different. You've got to act like a normal civilised human being. You need to introduce throwing things. That's what all the good coaches start chucking yeah, water bottles around. Shit, or man. That's why like, I was hiding because it was like three at this, just like the three just in the mirror there, and I, I was up the back up so the back. no one could see me throwing things. <laughs> the Rabbitohs <laughs> against the Dragons, two of the foundation clubs. Well, I mean, other than Illawarra, but they only got the socks. So the Dragons have been once again a massive disappointment to everyone. They normally go well at this time of year, too, yeah. but they are not going well this year. I don't know how what I do feel. What do you think it is? Look, I'll tell you what I th- – here's one for you, Will. They pick young Tautai Amone 
as 5'8", right? They give him four games, then they drop him to the bench and they move Jack Bird to 5'8". Yeah. Now, how is that any different? They've got a young kid. He hasn't performed as well as they thought he was going to perform. And so they drop him mm. and they bring someone else in. And all of us, it's, it's the same thing. And you put Moses Embi still at fullback. Yeah. Like he was well out of position a couple of times. He got caught at marker. Then I think he just forgot he was playing fullback. And then Moses just... Played everywhere. Because Mo, he's, he's such a utility. I yeah. just don't think he's a fullback. I think he's, a, he's, a, he's either a centre or a 5'8". Like yeah. he needs the ball in his hands. Like he can't... Like he's just... He's not a full. He can play fullback. Don't get me wrong, but I think sometimes he just got he got well out of um, position. Like when Mo- Moses Moses had that ball on a string. He, he played. He's playing some fantastic football, young Moses. But um, they just need to get the that the nucleus right. You know, the nine, seven, six, and one. Like persist with Sloan. You know what I mean? Like just you know, like Amoni persist with these young kids. Like you got you've, got to, you've got to give them a chance because they've got no, no one else. Jack Bird's not a six. Mm. Come on, man. He's a great defensive player, but like I think he was going great in the back row. So He was playing really he's well. He's just – you're fucking around with the – You've weakened one position they, they, to try and strengthen another. They're not a bad – they're a good side, St. George. The coaching is questionable. I'm not trying to get him sacked, but, you know. No, we'll move on that later in the mm. year. Titans. One more game. Oh, do you know what? If I was if I was going to sack a coach just from like watching one player, it's David Fafita running decoy runs. The Titans, I don't understand. So Bo Firma gets pulled out of the side. They've been going left all year, and Fafita's been on the right edge. Yeah. Then Firma gets COVID. They move Fafita to the left edge, and then he becomes the most expensive decoy runner I've yeah. ever seen. He and just he still ran. like and he still played eighty minutes, fifteen hit ups, one hundred and twenty six meters, which is pretty good stats. It's but good like, stats, but, but I, mean, I just think he could make he could be should, should be nearly average in one hundred and eighty to two hundred. Why I know I get it. You can use him as a decoy sometimes, but come on, pass him the fucking ball in a twenty. I've been especially. saying it. I've been saying it for weeks. Got to put him in the middle. Like you got to give that kid every opportunity to attack wherever he wants. And then when you get down the red zone, just sit on that left edge. Spot whoever you want to spot up. Whoever's the weakest defender, get on that side. Get on the right side. Get on the left. Like do whatever you want. And but defend on an edge sometimes. You know what I mean? You got to you got to start. The kid's a footballer. He can play anywhere he wants. Don't just sit him on one side. He has too much talent for that. He's got like he's a right arm carry. He's got right foot, left palm. Like he can just do everything. So he can play right side back row. He runs those good outside in lines on the left side of the left side of the field. He's just got that those strong hips. He's got a good bump. He's got that around the corner. He's got he's got a plethora of skills. It's unbelievable. I'm not wasting that on a left edge or a right edge. I'm putting him in the middle, just especially coming out of yardage in the middle of the field. Especially, but when you get in the red zone, you attack wherever the hell you want. Wherever you see the weakness, go there. Like that, that's just playing fucking. That's just co- coaching to his skill. Because if you put him on the left edge, you're just going to put more defenders there. And, and so if I'm a defensive coach, I'm like wherever the feeder is. If it's a five-five split, put six over there. I'll dare you to go right. And then they take care of that stuff. Do you reckon this is like a rope dope and he's going to just play for feeder like this for the first 12 or 13 rounds and then after the 13th round he's just going to go, there, bang, smash, get that in Yeah, here. just hit him. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, and I see some of the halves going to the line and like, you know, taking the, taking the hit. Give it to Fafita. Like, give him early ball. Like, yeah. stop hogging it. Like, I'd rather my back row get tackled like that than my halves. Because yeah. the halves can get onto the second play on, on, and organise something else where Fafita's sitting there running these decoys and, like, you're just, you're just wasting this kid's talent. You know what I mean? Like, it's been five rounds. 
he hasn't played outstanding or up to his ability yet. And I'm like, he's just doing what he's getting told to do. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't have a free reign. He can't do what he wants to do. In the middle, you can do what you want to do. But not when you're getting told you're on the left edge, you're going to stay on the left fucking edge all game, you're going to kick chase, boring as shit. What a waste of time. Get someone else, get role players to kick chase. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, he's the most explosive, talented kid in the game. When he plays right side back row, he never gets the ball. No. And all he does is kick chase. And that would just do my head in. I never keep chase. Watch my, ga- <laughs> watch my games. There are other people for that. Yeah, exactly. They're role players. Uh, the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, they're flying. The West Tigers, I love the West Tigers and I love Michael Maguire and I love everything about the Tigers. There's a little bit of positive news for our Tigers fans. That what happened? Think. No, I just, I'm just, just You of, just love them? I'm just Is that here. the positive stuff? That's positive. Okay. I'm trying to keep it positive. All right. Because you know what? They just get hammered. Every single thing that they do, people complain about them. Yeah, well, they just need a win. Then then everyone will just shut up. Well, they won't win this game. That was so unlucky, man, getting beat by the Titans. Did you yeah. see that shit? I oh, know. Oh, my God. That was just like, that's if that's how your season's going to go. Like, I mean, they they grinded that game out and then one little kick in the 79th minute. Like, just fucking grab the ball and throw it out. Game over. That was the lowest 80 minutes. It was the worst game I've ever seen for the last 10 years. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. It was just a Not even lying. No. So let's hope. Well, and they lost too. There's no positives for West. <sighs> Sorry. I tried, West Tigers fans. Uh, the Bulldogs against the Panthers. Mm. Uh, the Bulldogs, according to our sheet here, are $1.10. That's uh, – <laughs> and the Panthers are $7. Mean? So I tell you what, I'm straight on the Panthers. I'm going to have $1 billion home on game, the Panthers Home game for us, which, I mean, Homebush is not really a home game advantage. Penrith, Penrith will turn up. You know, we've, we've got – We've got a point to prove. You know, we just, you know, Flanagan, it'd be interesting to see how he goes. I'm, I'm pumped for the kid. I want him to go good. You know, we still we still defended well. We, we were good in little bits, but, you know, obviously the, st- the score didn't really dictate how tough that game was. They just ran away with it in the end, scored a couple of tries off deflections, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, but this, this will be the biggest test for us. You know, we're going through a bit of a gauntlet at the moment and, um, you know, Penrith's going to be, Good. Apparently, I don't look at Penrith and go, fuck, they're unbeatable. Like like most of these journos. Oh, my God, you're throwing them into Penrith. Oh, my God. Who are you scared of him? Who are you scared of in Penrith? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think there's any fear factor with Penrith. They're very well drilled. They're well coached. And they've got a great system, you know, and they've got some good players. But they're not the most physical, ferocious team in the comp. Like, well, you know, like just like – we've got Pangai. We've got Vaughan. We've got Luke Thompson. We've got Josh Jackson. We've got – you know what I mean? Like we've got a decent we've got a decent pack that can take that pack on. We need to win the middle. I'm looking forward to the battle with Tavita Pangai and James Fisher Harris. Yeah. Teammates that, last year. Because that'll be, you know, both very, very tough, tough, tough characters and they'll be going at it. I'm more scared of the crowd in Penrith. Willie's Big Boys. All right, the big boys are always, always up there on the weekend. My first first points, I mean, it goes to Isaiah Yo. I just can't leave him out. Like, the dude's just a freak. Like, he just, like, he plays 80 minutes. Is, is he the best lock in the game? Well, you asked that, didn't you? Whether it's Cam Murray or him. You know, like, I'm just reading these 80 minutes, you know, 19 hit-ups, 172, 172 metres, 40 tackles. You know what I mean? Like two misses. Like it's just, you know, and but just the way that he plays. Like I think him and Cam Murray are the best two locks in the game. 
But um, like that's one point to him, and just because they played against South, and that, that South were really up for that game. But um, one point to him, two points to Siosifa Talakai. That guy is an absolute animal. I don't give a shit what position he's playing. He is just like he's in the centres. He got eighty minutes. He plays in the middle. Twenty-one hit-ups, two hundred twenty-three meters. I don't even give a shit about his tackles. Seventeen tackles, and they just broke. He broke seventeen ribs. Um, the kid is just an animal, and he was a he was a garbo about three years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you if if you think your rugby league hopes are down, and if you still want to keep playing, have a look at this kid. Like I'll, if he was off contract, I'm buying him straight away. He'd be on my hit list straight away. Three points goes to Adam Fanul Blake, and I'm not sure why the fuck he's on the bench this week. I think he's injured. Is he injured? Yeah. I think he's so. Was his, uh, you know, fifty-eight middle, fifty-eight minutes in the middle, eighteen hit-ups, one hundred ninety-six meters. Um, I think something like thirty, ta- twenty-six tackles, one miss. You know, like so, he's just he's just a beast. When he when he's going, he's the, he's a top three prop in the game. You know, you got Payne Haas and you got Fanul Blake, and I'm not sure who's next. You know, probably and and Fisher Harris. I think they're the three best props in the game. Um, so it's always interesting. I'm always watching the big boys and um. Mate, they go hard. I think I'm just looking forward to, to the battle this week on Sunday with Pangai Jr. and uh, Fisher Harris. They're going to go at it. I heard the mail. <laughs> well, that means the uh, the fourth best prop in the game, Junior Paulo's in. Yeah, in Junior front. Paulo. He's, yeah, he's on five points. Can we give Talakai another point for that haircut? The haircut yeah, beard combo. It? It's, it's amazing. beautiful, isn't it? It's a beautiful Phenomenal beard. Phenomenal effort. It was hard to leave Junior Paulo out of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm looking at who they played. St. George. You know, like, I'm, I'm, as I said, I've got, I've, got to, I've got to look at opposition's forward packs. And I'm not, I'm not really rating St. George at the moment. Even though they do have a good team, they're not playing as a pack. All right, William. This is, this is it. This is the week. This is definitely when we come out of our duck region for winnings. Yeah, and we've been really shit. You know, I was fine until Cronulla scored that last minute try. I was one to twelve. I was like, oh, really? Up. Oh, it made me uh. sick. <laughs> made me sick. What's what's what are you on this week? I have taken the Roosters less thirteen and a half. Because mm-hmm. they'll do a job on the Broncos. I have taken the Storm with 13+. plus. I've gone the Eels head-to-head and the Panthers 13+. plus. Sorry to your current right. employers. What a, so what's that? I'm uh, getting $7.31 for that one. All right. So I've really dumbed mine down. So I'm just going all for the win. Knights, Roosters, Storm, Rabbits, Eels, Sharks, Panthers. Yep. I like so, that. So that's, I don't know. I'm, I just want to get a win. I want to get a win. Well, it's, I mean, it's still, that's a, that's a lot of games to, to get right. And it's $6.43. Gives me something to do anyway. So you're, you're going to win $321. I'll put that all on red 13. <laughs> Straight on black. <laughs> uh, the producer has gone the Sharks and the Sharks 1 to 12. Not sure you can do that in the same game. Can you do that? What? I don't know. Oh, he's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. He's so weird. You can do that? I don't know. The producer. Will, Will, Will Kennedy, anytime try scorer, and he's got the Panthers. So that won't win. Kind of, it's been a legal bet. It's terrible. Anyway. What is wrong with that play? Anyway, what's our tips? My tips for the week, uh, I'm going the Knights, Warriors, Roosters, Storm, Rabbits, Eels, Sharks, and Panthers. Oh, oh no, I thought I was winning because I was the first in the thing. You're at 23, I'm 20. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I've gone the same as you, except I've taken the Cowboys over the Warriors. I think they bounce back and yeah. no one cares about the producer. Producer, I'll read him out. I'll read him out. 
Uh, Knights, Warriors, Roosters, Storm, Rabbits, Eels, Sharks, and Panthers. Actually, he's picked this. Did he pick same as me? He's followed you. I hope they all lose too. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. Uh, Was that you, Henry? So, what this is? This has become an extremely exciting part of the uh, of the show, William. When I put out a thing on Twitter saying you got any questions, and then people in a miraculous start, they actually answer ask some questions. So. Pathfinder wants to know if the NRL handle the issues well. well. I think we've covered that with Payne Haas. They don't. There's just no, no I don't consistency. Think so. I don't think the – sometimes, like, I mean, I get with the integrity committee, integrity, whatever they're called, they come over the top when it's a big drama. I think most things could be held internally and the Broncos would have looked after it. I get it when it's a big – when it's some of these big things that have happened in the last couple of years, they need to come over the top and, and, and start – dealing with it themselves but little little indiscretions like this i just think uh clubs can handle it brad boucher who he's 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 big on twitter and he's a big he's an expansionist he, ever since yeah. for those that don't know we a few years ago we got involved with the polish um emerging nations side they won the emerging nations cup basically thanks to me and willie's involvement of course i would say actually still funny at warm-up remember you were, they were doing a warm-up before a trial game and so will went in and held a pad and these poor blokes were running up, and Willie was just hammering. I was like, I know. Hey, there was no need for that. I know. I couldn't violent. help it. I just retired too. Yeah, you uh, were just out of the game looking for something. <laughs> so he's a big one. He's a big one for international rugby league. He rec- He wants to know. Do you reckon in the New Zealand Tonga game, which has been playing later on, mm. will they? Will the NRL clubs release players? They will. I think they they need to really because the international game's been obviously held back for COVID, but so I think everyone available for the Tongan side and New Zealand side will be playing. So that'll be great for the game, especially the Tongan side. It's going to be amazing, um, and and New Zealand as well. So Tonga will win that one hands down, easy. So I just hope I hope to God that there's no coaches out there going. You know what? You can't play for New Zealand or you can't play for Tonga. That'd be bad. They need to understand how important the Pacific the Pacific game is to the NRL and to the players. So no more bullshit, please, coaches. Well said. Food Combos, wants to. he wants to know about Flanagan. We've covered Flanagan. Yeah. What's, here's one. What's your favourite food combo, Will? What is it? Spaghetti meatballs, actually. Meatballs are good. Mm. Anna makes a good one. Or meatball. chicken schnitzel and like... Parmy. No names? No names? I used to love How that. Chicken schnitzel, no chicken schnitzel with, uh, you know, some pasta. So the sauce. I always love that kind of stuff. Did yeah. you take the combo with the... Always the always. combo. Yeah. Always. They used to just go to the big pot and pull yeah, out the spaghetti so that's good. been there for six so months. So nice. Cheese on the schnitzel. Oh. Where's it gone? No and you, names. And they give you the salad and they just give just you one Just a little bit of salad. Tomato. One half a, one a half, quarter, a quarter of a tomato of t- and three little bits of <laughs> onion and lettuce. And that was it. Yum. It was a good – it was eight bucks or something Garlic back in the day. beautiful. Uh, Mo Ali wants to know why is there a lack of sevens? I'm going to guess from that that Mo is a Bulldog supporter. Wondering lack why. of sevens in the game? I just think it's the it's how we're – the production of sevens, just say when we're younger, I think they get we somehow scare them off around about from fifteen to eighteen. They either go to union or AFL because I see a lot of young kids coming through the bulldog system. You know they're contracted to AFL and and um, and other sports in union, so they sort of make their decision around about seventeen, eighteen, and we seem to be losing a couple because I'm pretty sure they're choosing the weaker sort of option because NRL is hard. You know what I mean? It's the toughest game out of all three disciplines. They're all, I mean, I respect all, all, all sports, especially those two. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think we're, we're producing it and we're not putting enough, de- 
putting enough money into development to try and get these kids to try and stay in league. You know, so there's a lot of um, a lot of variables in that. But yeah, we're not we're just not producing um, any sevens at all. No. Well, Canterbury have produced three so far in this year. Shut up. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to do Twitter. We'll do all the Twitters. We just we'll do, do that. We'll do the Twitter game. I'm not sure. We will do. We won't be doing tonight. Broncos Roosters. No, I'll be I'll be at a long lunch. So uh, I'll <laughs> we'll be do done. the Sunday game. Sunday I'll be game. tweeting. I'll tweet. Sunday I'll game. We're, we're going to be doing. We tweet Lots every single game yeah. anyway. So like whatever's on this mind, it's going to get said. It gets said. I'm going to tweet. I'll hold the team up as per usual. All so right. let's make sure we get on rate and review. On that's on the more Twitter questions. We love it. More Twitter. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 